0: Hey Life Group Leaders, this is Pastor Hayden and joining me is Pastor Evan, and we are excited to bring to you week two of our Life Group Leader podcast. And here at Compass Bible Church, we exist to reach people for Christ, to teach people to be like Christ, and to train people to serve Christ. And everything we do for our church, and including this podcast here, is all about doing those three things, reaching, teaching, and training. Pastor Evan, could you tell us a little bit about our current series and what is about to come this week as we
1: get ready to join together on Sunday? Well, we are continuing in chapter 2 of Colossians, but we are actually concluding our sermon series, Building God's Church. And Pastor Hay- uh, Pastor Hayden, we were talking earlier this week that this is not just a conclusion, but this is a transition, almost a crescendo of the series. So can you explain to us, uh, to the life group leaders, what, you, what we mean by that? Well, what we mean by that is Colossians chapter 2,
0: verses 6 through 7 are really the hinge verse or the theme verse of the entire letter to the Colossians. Up to this point, you see Paul praying for the Colossians, uh, telling them how grateful he is for their faith. He talks about how important Christ is in the way that we look at him as Lord of the universe and how he has uh, purchased us from our sin and how uh, we are now in Christ. And now uh, this, these two verses are going to transition us into, hey, we know all of these things about Christ and how he's changed our lives, and here's what that should look like every day in our lives, so whether we're dealing with uh, a conflict from uh, culture and uh, philosophy, uh, whether we're dealing with uh, marriages or raising kids or in our workplace, uh, the rest of Colossians is going to inform all the areas in our life in which we are supposed to walk in a manner worthy of Christ. So that's really what it means. Uh, that's really what's so important about this last sermon in Building God's Church, because if we're going to build God's Church, we've got to make sure that we're walking in a way that is worthy of Christ.
1: Well, absolutely. So let me read the text and then let's dive into the insights that we have, you know, found while studying this text. So here is Colossians chapter 2, beginning in verse 6. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Now, Pastor Hayden, we've been studying this text this week. What are some of the insights that you have found that would be helpful for the life group leaders as they prepare to lead their life groups this week?
0: There are quite a few. The first one that I'll point out is actually there in the first uh, phrase of uh, verse 6. And it says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord. And what we need to see there is when we read that at face value, what we're going to think of is, oh, you know, I received Christ as my Savior, I prayed a prayer. Uh, but really, when it talks here about receiving Christ the Lord, as we've already seen throughout uh, the first chapter and into the second chapter of Colossians, and what we'll see just right after this in verses 8 through uh, 15 is what Paul is talking about is the, uh, the message that we've received, the, uh, the understanding, the knowledge, the teaching that has been given— uh, is that is what we have received, and in this context, the message that we've received, uh, the information that has been proclaimed to us is that Christ Jesus, the Lord, is also our Savior. He's also redeemed us, and so what we see here is not, oh, this is for all of you who've received Christ into your hearts. What this is is, hey, you received a message that has been declared to you, and this message that has been declared is Christ Jesus the Lord. And so what we need to see there is just uh, an insight to say, hey, when I'm reading this, I'm not thinking in context of me receiving Christ as my uh, Lord and Savior, but it's, I have received a message that has been declared in a particular way. And that's going to be so important as we make our way through the rest of this text. Uh, Anything you'd add to that, Pastor Evan?
1: Yes. As you were mentioning, this is not, like you said, receiving Christ into your heart, but it's receiving the message. And the context for you to understand is that this is the message that was delivered to them from Epaphras, who got this message from Paul who got this message from Christ and this hmm. is a very uh, it's, it's just a helpful understanding of like oh this is the gospel message of Jesus Christ that has been delivered this is the promise fulfilled that Christ said that the helper would come to help the apostles write down the teachings as the teachings of Christ and to remember them to remember them rightly so that they are able to write them down for us today and also they continue to spread out. So it's the message of the gospel, and that's what he's going to be talking about, being rooted and built up. That's something you're probably going to be explaining in your sermon in detail, being established in the faith. That is something you'll probably dive in deeper into your sermon, but establishing the faith of like, this, we are understanding the gospel message in a deeper way. So it's a, it's a very helpful reminder like this message was delivered not by Paul but Epaphras but Epaphras got it from Paul who got it from Christ and so we today as you sit in your life group you're getting a message from Pastor Hayden who got it from the scriptures so um, this is yeah this will be a helpful reminder as you, we're encountering a very nominal Christian culture here in Texas who have probably prayed that prayer, received Jesus Christ in their hearts, where they might think that sitting in the sermon when Pastor Hayden's preaching, whereas, like, no, this is the message of the gospel that has been delivered to them and now to us.
0: That's good. Uh, some of these are going to overlap in, in this section we're talking about, insights from the text, but we're also... Have to talk a little bit about some of the difficult words and interpretations here. And some of this can uh, overlap. But one of the uh, problems that we run into this text is if you're just trying to prepare this uh, message very quickly, you're going to look at verses six and verses seven and say, oh, I need to talk about walking in him, being rooted in him, being built up in him, being established in him. Uh, and abounding in thanksgiving in him. So we're going to give all those, if we're not paying attention, uh, all an equal weight here. Uh, but the only imperative that we're going to see in these two verses is the word walk, or the Greek word parapateo And what we need to understand here in the word parapateo is we're not talking about just walking. I'm not talking about you and me walking down the street. What we uh, understand with the word parapateo uh, and in Jewish thought, one of my commentaries pointed out that, uh, and in, in the Jewish thought, it was the standard term for ethical conduct. And so when we see this, what we are seeing here is, hey, as you were taught, as you received this message from Epaphras, as Epaphras received this message from me, as I received this message from direct revelation uh, from Christ, uh, he sets the moral standards for our lives. And so really that peripateo walking in him, it's the, it's the only imperative here. So this whole message is about, hey, how do we live? How do we act? What are the decision-making that we have uh, in regard to how we receive Christ should be the way that we're walking in Him? Uh, with that, like the word uh, rooted here is actually it's, it's a participle verb, and it's actually a perfect passive tense. And what that means is when you're in Christ, when you've been walking in Christ, you're actually already rooted in Him. So uh, it would be foolish to say, Oh, here's how you can be rooted in Christ. Because if you're a Christian, you already are rooted in Christ. So I don't, there isn't like a three step stage of here's how you get more rooted in Christ. Because you can't get any more rooted in Christ than you are. And if you don't teach this message correctly, you're just going to agree with a lot of the philosophers who Paul is trying to persuade the Colossians not to trust in. Because if we're saying, hey, you can be rooted in Christ, but let me teach you a way you can be more rooted in Christ. When the matter, the fact, the gospel states you can't be any more rooted in Christ than you are when you're a Christian. And so we got to be careful how we teach the the word here because rooted is it's a passive, perfect, participle verb. And so it means when I'm a Christian, I am already rooted. Now, it is what rooted does in your life that's really important. And one thing it does is that uh, next participle there built up. It's passive, which means it is something being done in you through the Holy Spirit, but it's also present, which means it's something that is happening right now. And so do we aid in that? Well, of course, but it is something that's being brought about by the work of the Spirit of God in us. But it is something we can participate in uh, by doing things in our lives like spiritual disciplines, uh, communing with God's church, and and, and all those things. But what we got to understand is rooted, what that word means, built up, and then established is also a participle, which is a present passive participle, something, again, that is being done, but it is being done right now. And so although we've been rooted in Christ, the moment of salvation, we are continually being built up, continually being established in the faith. And then we jump over at the end of verse 7 to abounding in thanksgiving, which again is this present Active participle, which means active means we take part in that. So that is now something we are engaging in is saying, my job now is to overflow, is what that Greek word is bounding, to overflow in Thanksgiving. So that's really something I can say, hey, here's four ways that you can overflow in more Thanksgiving this week, if that makes sense. You have an imperative verb at the beginning and verse 6, and, and then at the end in verse 7, we also have a participle, but it's a present active participle, meaning that we have something uh, to do in taking part of this. Do we need to be rooted in Christ? Of course, that's what being a Christian is. Is there work to do in being built up and established? Of course there is, but it all is encapsulated in how we walk in
1: him. Does that make sense, Pastor Evan? Absolutely, and if if you need clarification of how... To specifically apply this, all you have to do is go down to Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, all the way down to chapter 4, verse 6. This is Paul explaining what it means to no longer walk with the world, but rather walking in Christ. And so for your study this week, before you jump into life group, make sure you read Colossians 3, one all the way, uh, all the way down to f- chapter four, verse six. This is going to have a very detailed list of putting death, what is earthly in us, sexual immorality passions, evil passions and desires, covetousness, but instead, as it says in verse 12 of chapter 3, to put on um, holy and compassionate hearts, being kind and humble and meek and patient, bearing with one another. So that's going to be very helpful as you study of like how to help my life group apply the application questions that Pastor Hayden is going to be writing.
0: And Pastor Evan, I know I haven't Uh, cued you up to answer this question, but one of the problems that we're going to get when we start talking about walking and and the moral compass and our ethical uh, decision-making, it it sounds a lot like works-based, but can we deal with what a lot of our people may object to, especially in life group, is saying, hey, uh, there is a moral standard that although we are in Christ and Uh, He has uh, fulfilled the law, and the law does not make us righteous, and those things. How important it is that we also see that Scripture teaches a a robust theology on our moral decision-making and our ethical lives uh, in marriage and uh, sex and uh, rearing children and society. Can you kind of add to that of the importance of people may see this, and we have to understand that we're prepared to lead in saying, hey... The Bible teaches that we have to be ethical, that we have to be moral. That it's not just something that is taken away when we're in Christ; it's actually an ongoing work that uh, is accomplished in our lives. Can you really talk about how we can deal with that in our life groups?
1: It is commanded to us in Scripture for us to be holy. Uh, we are created in God's image. God is holy, therefore we need to be holy. But the only way we be, we become holy or set apart. Is through the saving work of Jesus Christ and so when it says in 1st Peter 14 uh, 1st Peter 14 through 16 it says obedient children do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance but as he who called you is holy you also be holy in all of your conduct and so we our holiness is also how we act. We, if we're holy, we act like God. And those, the characteristics found in the Old Testament law describe who God is, but as Christ commanded through the Gospels and we find through the epistles of other commands that describe this is who God is and this is how we act like him. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's really no other option for Christians other than to make moral decisions, make ethically appropriate decisions uh, when it comes to God's word, And that really is going into our section of this podcast about the focus of this sermon. And one of the three focuses I want you to really zoom in on as a life group leader is we need people who understand and are learning about the Bible because here in verse 6, as I said earlier, it's not, hey, just receiving Christ into my heart. It's really talking about a message that's been proclaimed. And now this makes so much more sense for us. Uh, they didn't have uh, the Bible in uh, the way that we have it right now, uh, in our canon that we have, 66 books. They didn't have that. And so the way that they received Christ was uh, from the prophetic voices of the Apostle Paul and the Apostles and Christ. and And what we have, however, is the Bible. And so what we have to do, if we're going to walk in Christ, we have to understand and study the Bible. And so one of the focuses on this sermon is going to be having a robust uh, Bible study, be able to dig into the Bible, both corporately and individually, Uh, because if we don't, we're not going to know how to walk in Christ. You got to know how if you're going to do it. And the Bible teaches us how to do it. Uh, Secondly is Living upright and holy lives according to the Bible. Of course, we have to walk in him, right? We have to live moral, ethical lives, and we only know how to do that in a way that pleases God through understanding what does please God. How do we live upright and holy lives according to the Bible? And so that's really what we're going to be pushing this week. And then lastly is overflowing with thanksgiving, right? Why do we overflow with thanksgiving It's because of the grace that has been introduced into our lives through Christ. And yes, there's a standard in which we must live as Christians, right? There's things that we have to do. There's lives that we have to live. Uh, But we can do it abounding in thanksgiving because of the grace that we have received in Christ. That he's Lord of all. All things are in him. They're for him. Uh, He's created all things. uh, And he, in his loving kindness, has stepped out of eternity into our very lives to save us, to redeem us, from our own uh, sin and despair, and here we are living in him, walking in him. Why? uh, What else could we be doing but abounding and overflowing in a thanksgiving that we are no longer enemies of the cross, but children of God? And so those are really going to be three of the focuses of this week's sermon. Uh, But in this next section, what we want to do is help you say, how can I do a better job leading and applying this message to your life group. And so Pastor Evan, could you uh, go ahead and lead us in this section of how we can better help our groups apply this sermon?
1: I mean, First and foremost is knowing our Bibles well. Um, Great passages to learn how to be rooted in God's Word. You got Psalm 1, you know, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, but instead delights in the law of the Lord. So knowing those passages and understanding what they mean, or talking about, uh, knowing our Bibles about how to live upright and holy lives, you got Titus two twelve. You know we were to, we're supposed to renounce our ungodliness and live self controlled upright and godly lives in this present age. And so it's making sure that you are having a personal quiet time with God each day. If it's with our uh, daily Bible reading, um, you can find that on the website at Compass Bible Church dot uh, org, or it's uh, d- doing that and devoting and learning and studying it so that you. Can apply it, making sure you're applying God's word, but also helping others apply it as well. What about you, Pastor and What how can you how can you help our life group leaders help their life groups? Uh, one of the most important things you can do
0: is super practical, uh, is helping people answer their life group application questions in light of how they are going to apply that answer to their life this week, or as the scripture says, how is this question or the answer to this question going to help you walk in him this week? One of the most important things we're going to do is every week is keep driving home. How does this change the way you live this week? How does this change the way you decide on parts of your life this week? How does this inform your life? And every question needs to be answered in the context of what am I going to do this week because of the Bible, because of what the scripture is teaches and so you know those are a couple of things that'd be super helpful for you guys and if you could do those two things so the pa- one that pastor evan just said and the other one that i just gave you you're going to have a rocking life group and uh, it's one that we'll look forward to hearing about um, one of our last sections here is resources what are some good resources pastor evan that we could uh really highlight uh during this podcast
1: would be helpful for our life group leaders well, one from I have one book and one commentary that I would recommend. Uh, first, the commentary, the New International Commentary on the New Testament, uh, that focuses on Colossians and Philemon by F.F. Bruce. That I find that very helpful and insightful. Um, as well as a book that is called A Gospel Primer for Christians: Learning to See the Glories of God, God's Love by Milton Vincent. And that book is a small book that's a good devotional, as you know, Pastor Hayden will you know, teach on what it looks like to abound in thanksgiving is to remember what God has done and to thank him. So that's a really good book to remember and to study and meditate the implications of the gospel and for us to be worshiping and thankful. But what are, what is a commentary and book that you recommend pastor Hayden? I have a couple
0: on here, but I think I'll save them for next week. The only thing I would like to add is just make sure that you have a, uh, a robust study Bible. You know, the ESV study Bible is a good one. If you have Lagos Lagos has plenty of study Bibles. They have their own uh, uh, their own study Bible they make that they publish through uh, through Lagos and Faith life. It'd be a great one. Uh, the MacArthur study Bible is another good one. Uh, but just having a good uh, study Bible on hand, especially during life group or as you're studying, is gonna be super helpful because it gives you quick references uh, to things that might otherwise take you a very, very long time to uh, wade through all the content and commentaries and exegetical guides that you could find real quick, just with a good ESV study Bible or a good study Bible that you could use. All right, last section here is we have some really big things coming up at our church. Uh, Pastor Evan, could you talk about the first two here?
1: All right, well, first off, in your life groups, please uh, remember and remind the ladies we have another women's event for the women's ministry. So Compass Women Christmas Coffee, that is on December 4th. At 10 a.m. 10 a.m. at the Civic Center. It's $5, so make sure that You encourage and get all the ladies and all the women in your life group to not just participate, but to find that community within your life group, but also the other life groups of Compass Bible Church. That's right.
0: It'd be a great opportunity for outreach, inviting a whole bunch of women that you have been connecting with since you have moved here to the New Braunfels area or since you've lived here for the last few years. A really great opportunity for you to invite a gal with you to come hear the gospel I come hear the message of Christ on Christmas, uh, during the Christmas season. What about our next event that we want to point our people to?
1: All right. Next up is we have an Exploring Compass for December, but we're not doing it three weeks. We're doing it in three hours. Mm. So that Exploring Compass is on December 12th, the same day as the Compass Kids Christmas Choir. But that one is going to be from 5 to 8 p.m. at Pastor Hayden's house, where if you if people in your life group have not gone through Exploring Compass yet— this is their, a great opportunity for them to do it in one day, three hours. It's an intensive, but it's going to be a great time. That's right. It's already filling up. We have almost 20 people
0: signed up for it already with a couple weeks to go. And so Make sure if they haven't signed up for it to get to it quick because we will have to uh, shut off uh, sign-ups for that when uh, our house gets full. A uh, Last couple of things. Number one is our serve team celebration. Our serve team celebration is our end-of-the-year celebration for our church, to uh, praise God for the way that he's used the saints to build his church over this last semester here in New Braunfels. That's on December 20th there at the uh, Civic Center. Uh, Linda uh, Cavado will be sending an email out to all the people who have served in our serve teams this uh, semester, and so you can actually just register on there. It's free. There's places for your kids. It's going to be one of the most enjoyable celebrations that we have all year. We want to make it a big deal, and so if you show up, you're not going, you're not going to regret it. Uh, and we want to make this a big deal to really celebrate all God's done in our church. Uh, the final thing on here is our December Christmas outreach. Uh, what we want to be doing uh, in this holiday season is to make sure that we are taking time out of our lives to reach out into the community, to invite people to one of the only services that they'll be open to attending every single year. We know Christmas is a big deal. Christmas is a very culturally ingrained concept in our society. So what we want to do is make sure we give you opportunities to do outreach here as a as part of our church. We're going to give you guys some handouts. Uh, and what weekend are we doing that, Pastor Evan? I believe we're doing it the weekend of the 18th. The 18th. All right. The 18th, we'll be giving you guys some flyers. We'll be uh, pointing out some uh, places for you to do outreach. And our church as a whole will go out and invite people to be a part of our Christmas Eve services and hopefully really grab on and be a part of Compass Bible Church. We're so grateful for you guys. We're, great, we're grateful for you serving, for you being a part of what God is doing here. We really hope and pray that this podcast is helpful in many regards to you as you're being equipped to lead groups of people here at our church. And so we can't wait for this weekend and to see all that God will do through your life
1: group.